Blog Talk Radio. Dreams aboard it is powerless like a circus shorted. Shorted button up your jacket before you try to sport it. It's cold outside, protect your chest from unforgiving weather. I find your raw hide, chapter 10, like pig leather. Now it's better, knowing better, a mental slavery debtor. Got a vendetta for culture robbers and wool sweaters. For me, eugenics is these engineering and the prison sentence. A church in Mosul with temple to face your God's penance. I'm penniless, living in the pit of poverty, pimping is. Not the perm that Cadillac pushing prints of the pinky kiss. True pimping is corporations from multinations who form monopolies distort your situation the media's the medium the magic on the screen control your emotions tell you when to laugh and when to scream when to cry when to be angry when to bring hatred on the scene you know what i mean Contemplation, what I see, my body and my brain. So thinking outside the box, so where's the badge of the same? Donald Sterling proclaimed he don't want the jigaboos of this game. Can these finest slaves carry on like everything is okay? We got men in skirts and dresses. Most rappers sketch who address it, cause they want a two of Mac Lamore where the button I press it. Oppressive, the system flexes its muscles until you check it. Organize your spiritual weaponry, now wreck it. I'm back from just the eons to chastise these peons who damage the earth for reasons. The senses for this season. Have come for the gods to return and wait with children to learn. Repent or get burned. This is the ancient man's turn to reclaim what he earned. He created with his sperm, his seed, his germ. Implemented into the great mother, none other. I ain't move propagandists take lies, banter with slander. Cops cocking Glock hammers and cuffing, reading Mirandas. Claiming they're right when they play South Paul trying to jam you. Physicians just pill pushes, lawyers just crooks trying to scam you. Schools are holding cells, better yet new age plantations. Teaching kids to worship the flag of corporations of devastation. Chris Cologne was worse than Al Capone. Get it home by sitting at home. I hope this opus penetrates your dome. To at the mouth, your phone attacking the lies they own. Oprah, I hope you listen and your Tyler Perry clone. The have not still have not sucker, but what we have got is a bunch of sad plots played out for some crumb drops. Couple houses, couple cars, some sperm shots. Yeah, your soul long gone, but your pockets got much fatter. Louisville slugger batter for the chatter. I'm out. I'll shoot the messenger, man. I'm just telling it the way I see it. What you expect me to do? To tell it like it is. To tell it like it is. Like it is. I tell it like it is. I tell it like it is. I just tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. H.J. Roberts can tell it like it is.
We've had a home foreclosed on, automobiles repoed, locked out of our business, yes we've walked through the fee code. Matters not if you were sorry until it's run down your cheek, so it's best you sway your chest, get up, get dressed, and face the people. And ain't no use in running because life, it don't stop coming. The future's here, the past is present, shit now ain't that something. It's bumping like your heart be thumping when adrenals pumping. Through your blood, no clumping when that shit just don't stop dumping. Most folk ain't riding business, feeling like everything's stupendous. It's real like here, hard to have no feel when you get jammed up in pinches. So nigga get dirty just to get that paper for water to wash. Wash the dishes. Diamond, 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 Seven chicks up comb through the catacombs and zones, searching for the honeycomb. Homes my cologne, reach the struggle in low tones, the scent of some dried bones by the hound dog just foams. At the mouth, he wants me out in the open. He just hoping to expose me to the frozen, frigid winter. Guess I'm chosen to be golden for this battle of the eon. I'm no chattel or no peon. Born a king and I will be one. Take the mirror, you will see one. Or a queen, and for that reason, I was sent to be a beacon for this season. I'm Aquarius. I overcome nefarious, imperious. My rank and foul so serious and serious. Cesarean section, bust through your gut so you can feel me. Like Bobby Blue and Johnny Tooth. These muddy waters coming through with dirty shoes and bruise. I reach for you. I'm reaching for you. Diamond, diamond, diamond. Diamond, diamond, diamond. Diamond, 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 This is your motivational message. Look and listen to this lesson. Life's just a series of testing. You either passing or failing. You either sinking or selling. Inhaling roses you smelling. Exhaling shit you expelling. No ejections. Ain't no belling. This is the telling phase of your journey. The point of your life when you earn thee. Distinction of one who understood, overstood, and innerstood. The tried stone rejected by the builder who knew you could. But 32,000 pounds per square inch of pressure become a diamond. 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 Power to the people, power, power to the people, power to the people, power, power to the people, power to the people, power, power to the people, power to the people, power, power to the people. Ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to welcome you to a grown folks discussion where intelligent eager minds can find time to unwind, where educated palates dine and sip on fine wines, sit back and enjoy, I'm grown, 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 my habits happen to be 
hip haberdasheries, cufflink accessories, shirt quite flattering, mink physique, peak coat, silk trap featherings, the floor sheen, spit shine, glow, leave them clamoring, the all strategically placed meridian, channeling, pheromone presence, leave the pH bubbling, parasympathetic pulse pound through the ceiling, personified philanthropic game for the willing, slash constructed properly, crotch none revealing, custom sense of belt, please crease, yes I'm killing, the timepiece conservative, function is the premium, black band, black face, the two hands leading them, no jewels, no bracelets, neck faceless, objections are baseless, none said adjacent, I'm grown, grown, grown. At my home, leaven spreads for our guests, feed them heavily, Bobby Ganesh dip, chickpea salad, lemonade, boo-boo international taste buds, so levitate, educated minds, so it predicates to delegate, to sip Turkish tea as the sunshine celebrates the present day, no longer need to wait for a later date, some boo on China plates, too good to ever waste, try to leave about space as the smell fills the place, on bread we spread hummus on sushi, yes we dine, the Merlot was dry but she cooks with sherry wine, bowed head, clenched hands, pray to the divine, understand that the connection born of the same vibe. The five balls flow, steel pot tops shimmering and simmering, remembering the days that we were innocent. I'm grown, grown, grown. I try to be the manipulator of obstacles and in command of my faculties at all times, and yes, I do demand respect because I give it freedom. Prices overstand the emancipation is taken by those who build the hands. It is manifest destiny for me to be a man, maneuvering chess pieces to orchestrate my plans in a manner with respect. Provider, and yes, we can. Sup and sip, cause on this rock I build my plot. Foundation is stand, cause time is not a given thing, and miraculous occurrences not seen often. The windows open, momentarily, so jump in with both feet then. Reach back and show your comrades how they can to win. I'm grown, I'm grown, I'm grown. First of all, we'd like to thank you all for listening to this presentation of I'm Grown. The basic premise of the song is that you need to broaden your perspective. If you only know the world as a 10-mile radius that you travel in, then you have a very limited scope. Step outside of your circle, step outside of your box, and then you will go from a child to an adult, and you can then say, baby, I'm grown. Baby, I'm grown. Baby, I'm grown. <laughs> Whether you suffer from pain in your back to aches in your knees, come on down and purchase you some ancestral tea to get rid of all the parasites, toxins, and fleas. Spiritual elevation for cosmic gravitation. So put away the patience, because there is no time to be wasted.
peace. And we're back one more again for another Masters of the Cosmos show live on First World Order Radio. Radio. I've been ripping and running, but made it back. We're in the house. I want to thank everybody who tuned in last week um, to our first Masters of the Cosmos show here on First World Order Radio. Thank everybody who checked out the um, video on Dr. Aline's YouTube page. I want to first send a shout out to Dr. Aline. Queen Kadira, El Bay. Thank them for opening up their platform and allowing myself and Brother Fahim El and good brother Blackwater, the Meta Magician, for allowing us the, the space to get on here and express ourselves. Sometimes vent, sometimes probe, sometimes explore. Sometimes, you know, um, just act a fool, you know. So, mad love to them. Send a shout out to them. And just want to remind you of their event that's coming up very soon. Let's see. That'd be probably, let's see, that's uh, two weeks from now. Yeah. Alamo Equinox. This is an event they have every year on their land in North Carolina. Um, And I'm just going to give it my own terminology. I'm going to say spiritual rejuvenation. Spiritual and physical rejuvenation. Um, I don't want to do it injustice of trying to tell you what all will be offered. It's too much for me to go off the top of my head. So go to DrAleemLBay.com and make sure that you get on there and find the information. They'll have the flyer on the website um, for you to find out um, how to get registered, accommodations and everything that you need to know, phone numbers listed on the flyer so that you can get your face in the place for spiritual rejuvenation. What's um what's so one thing on the symbolic level that's very important about this is that they are coming from the east. Not only on the on the eastern part of America, they're in the eastern part of North Carolina, which happens to be my home state. And you don't want to dismiss the symbolism hidden inside of everything. Because that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to deal with symbolism deep. Um, you know, symbolically, the front of the body is the east. And the east is where your heart is located. When you're dealing with the head specifically, 
the east in your head or in your brain would be your what's called the right brain or the right hemisphere. Now, the right hemisphere is what governs your creative capacity, your um, compassion, or what is considered to be your circular side. What's so important about that is that we live in a world that although they tout how much they love creativity and so forth, they really don't. It's creativity inside of a box. It's think for yourself as long as you're thinking on code or you're thinking within the box or the constraints or confines of what has been canonized as proper thought, proper behavior. So when you do things to engage your true divine feminine nature, which is has nothing to do with um, actual man and woman, because everybody has a feminine and masculine side. So we don't want to relegate this to just some gender discussion. We're talking about a spiritual thing, the feminine nature in you is what has been under attack and held down. We're going to get into that, too. That's what we're going to kick off the show on when we actually get into the discussion. So events like this are mechanisms to reignite, reengage, reinvigor your right brain, your feminine side, your feminine nature. What's the purpose? To give you balance. To reset your clock. So I just wanted to frame that in my words. It ain't nothing that Dr. Aline told me to say or this is these are my words because I understand the ethos behind what's going on. They're, they're holding this at a major Sabbat. Their Sabbat is not seven. Sabbat actually means eight. So there are eight points in the year where the energy is very, very high. And we're coming up on one, which is the autumnal equinox. So they know what they're doing when they're holding this event at this time of the year. It's about harvesting. You got so many people who are trying to harvest your energy, what things can you do to internally harvest your own energy for your well-being? Get over to DrEileenLBay.com, find out information on this event and all the other products that they offer. I want you to also, while you perusing the World Wide Web, you don't hear people say that. World Wide Web. That sounds like 1997. The World Wide Web. But while you're on there, go over to mastersofthecosmos.com and especially get over there today, this evening, because I want you to get registered for tomorrow's class, Intro to Metaphysics going to be a video class. It's a one-time class. 
and um, we're going to start at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's tomorrow, Friday, September 8th. So um, get over there, mastersofthecosmos.com, and get registered so you can secure your spot in this class. And let me see if I can find my little syllabus here. You know what? I put it up on the computer. I'm just going to go over a couple other things. A few of the things we'll be talking about um, in the class. And it won't be limited to just this, but this is just a rough class syllabus. We're going to talk about ontology, epistemology, eschatology, metaphysics versus history. We're going to break down the seven hermetic principles. We're going to get into some psychology. And I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to give up everything that we're going to. But those are some of the, a few of the things we're going to talk about. Some of these terms that you may hear, you may read in a book, and people are trying to maybe talk over certain folks' heads because they're trying to communicate at a certain level that they don't intend for people like you and I to be able to pick up. We're considered to be the commoners, you know, the laymen. So a class like this is to go in, and to demystify this thing called metaphysics and as a tag, occultism, as a tag alone. There's so much information now. You can go on and, I mean, you can get a video on anything. You can go on and find a video on how to change a headlamp on a 1973 Datsun. I mean, that's a video for everything now, which is great. But sometimes what happens with this being such a Google-heavy generation in society is you get a lot of scraps, but you never get a complete meal. Or you never have – it's like having a lot of icing and um, candles and everything – but you don't have the basic foundation of the cake, you know, the eggs, the milk, the flour, the baking powder, the sugar, all those things that go into the, you know, the raw ingredients that have to go into making the cake, this, this extravagant cake that you see once it's all done. But what are the raw ingredients that go into it? So sometimes we, those things get skipped and then we get so far down the road into certain things and, you know, and we we never really got the basics. This class deals with the basics. But it's done in a way that whether you are novice or you are um, more advanced, you'll still get something out of it. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my pedigree. I come from uh, a family of teachers. 
um, and writers. So deciphering information and then communicating it to people in a manner that they can understand and digest is in my DNA. So, and I'm not, this is not to be boastful, but there's a a knack to teaching. And uh, one of the favorite people I like to listen to because you can tell he's just a natural teacher is um uh his he used to be Booker T. Cohen but he goes by Kaba Hiawatha Kameen now. When he talks and he describes his method of teaching and he describes how to engage children, it pulls you in because you can you can tell a natural, just a natural teacher. And um, you can't teach that. You can't go to school and learn this. This is something you're just born with. And I wouldn't dare put myself on his level, but I will say I am a natural teacher. It's in my blood. I'm passionate about just the whole this just the the institution of learning I'm passionate about that. I love discovery i just i I love it, and I love to share what I've been able to discover and share how I was able to discover it. I'm not looking for a dictatorship I'm looking to do purely what the word educate or education speaks to drawing something out. You are the vessel. You got everything. You don't need to be a follower. You have all of the raw ingredients that you need. The key is sometimes you just need a little recipe book or you just need some um, some more attention to technique, more attention to understanding the science of putting the ingredients together. So this is what this is going to help with. So you can go over to my site, mastersofthecosmos.com, and look around. You can sign up for the class. Got all types of other stuff. Got music on there. If you like this music that you hear in the beginning, people always on Dr. Eileen's YouTube page, they always come in, which I appreciate, come in on the music. If you would like to get some, you can find it on my site. Um, and a host of other things. But I don't want to carry along on that. I want to let a couple more people get on the line. So if you're listening um, via computer and you want to get on the line, the um, phone number is 563-999-3738. 563-999-3738. You're listening to the Masters of the Cosmos show, and we're live on First World Order Radio, and this is Brother Jamal. Share this broadcast on your Facebook, your Google+, your Twitter, whatever. I'm not a social media um professional. So whatever it is, what mechanism you use, share the show. So 
let folk know that we're on, but the phone lines are starting to starting to load up. I'm gonna tell you why I'm I'm kind of waking a little bit. Cause tonight I've been talking about this. First of all, let me tell you my my um what's the word I'm looking for my um left brain had the plan for the night that I was going to do a part two to last week's show because it was a scorcher. It was um, the occult significance of Hurricane Harvey. So that was what my logical plan was from the end of the show last week up till earlier today. But when things drift into your spirit, we all know as we walk deeper into this metaphysical and occult world, you have to listen to that voice that speaks to you in your spirit. So I get a text message this morning while I'm at work, and it's my mother. She texts me every morning. She 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 go and she texts everybody. Send out go on her list and she give everybody her their morning greetings. Um and she told me that my aunt, one of my aunts that died, either it was this morning or yesterday morning. Now I'm really fond of this aunt. Really, really fond of her. So when she when she texts me, you know, some things just, and she told me that some things just immediately hit me smack dab in my head. And they just kept rolling around in my head. And I finally, you know, I, I text my mama back and told her some stuff. And I just really got to thinking, I was like, damn, this is powerful. So all my plans for what I was going to do went out the window, and I said, you know what, I like to, you know, my daddy taught me to be ordered when I present myself in front of people, so I'm kind of regimented. I always, I normally have me some notes. I can talk off the top of my head, but I like to have me some trigger notes, and I normally have me a detailed outline, you know, of all my little trigger notes in them and such and such, and Tonight, I'm just going to let the spirit flow because when the text came through, I was like, damn, this is some heavy shit, and it goes right along with the season that we're in. But before I kick it off, I do want to give you some background information and kind of a disclaimer. Because, you know, people are at different levels listening in to this show, whether they're listening live or they're going to listen to the podcast or they're going to go on Dr. Eileen's YouTube page or whatever. People are going to be at different levels. So I want to put this disclaimer out. The concepts of hell and evil were created by the Roman Catholic Church. 
All right? Let's just lay this out. The concepts of hell and evil are creations in the sense that we think of them typically. When I say we, the, the, the general mass, masses, the, 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 the vast majority of the public, world society, if you say hell and evil, you can say it in whatever language you want to. The vast majority are going to think something spooky, something bad, a place of ill repute. That was all created. So when I say certain things tonight, I don't want you to think, oh, he's crazy, which I, I am, but I'm not crazy in that way. I'm crazy enough to see outside of the box, but I'm not Ted Bundy crazy. I ain't health to skelter crazy. You know, I'm not looking to go and stab people and hell Mary, hell Mary, you know. No, it's not about that. Remember, this is a metaphysical occult show. So we deal with high scholarship and high level intelligence. On this show Hell Is A created Condition Connotatively So let's break down what connotation And denotation Are respectively Connotative Linguistics deals with The perceived or the assigned meaning of a word. Like if I tell you, um, your shirt is awful. Connotatively, you're going to think, I am um, talking down or dissing you, or I can't think of the word I want to use, but I'm, I'm get, it's a cut down. Oh, your shirt is awful. Denotatively, the word means full of all. To be full of all means it is something that you ever heard awe-inspiring? Oh, that's awe-inspiring. You don't take that as being negative. It doesn't have a negative connotation. It has a positive connotation. The word awful is not, is not a negative or demeaning word. It has been given that. Meaning, though, connotatively, same thing with the word hell, same thing with the word evil. Hell is a place and a condition called human existence. So if you fear it, then you fear yourself. Evil literally means precious stone. From down under That's what it literally means When you look at the The Indo-European root of the word Evil It's U-P-O Upo And it means something hidden Down inside of something But what that thing is hidden It is a precious stone Alright That's how I need you to frame your mind as we move forward 
because my aunt's name was Helen. Helen. And what are the first, what's the root of the word, the name Helen? Hell. So let's let's dig into this thing. Let's look at a few little Bible verses here. Set the tone for this evening. Oh, that didn't even give you the name of the show. The title of the show that I decided to go with after I had my revelations, Dreams, Symbols, and Magic Gateways. Dreams, Symbols, and magic, Magical Gateways. What I want to do tonight after I lay the foundation is if anybody's brave enough, I want you, you don't have to give your name, I want you to share a dream. I'm going to, I'm going to share a dream of mine I had four years ago. And I'm going to tell you how I looked at the symbols and decoded it. All right? And if anybody is adventurous enough, I want you to share a dream, and we're going to decode your dream live on air tonight. And if we got time, we'll do more than one. So we can't be spending 30 minutes on one person's dream. You know, I had a red coat, and then the sneakers were pink. You know, we can't we, you can't be poetic. We we're gonna hit it and quit it. But thought it'd be fun tonight. Let's 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 decode some dreams on spot. Let's take some of this symbology, and let's apply it and learn how to read symbols in real time. All right. So let's start for a little foundation. Let's go with Matthew. Um, 16 and 18. Okay. It says, this is in red, so this is supposed to be the Christ figure. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Now, we know Hades is another word for hell. And I want you to listen to the language, though. I want you to reverse your thinking. I will build upon this rock. I will build my church. Now, what did we say evil meant? I said evil meant precious stone, precious jewel. Let me go right to the book. I'm going to read it for you. I said it comes from the um, Indo-European root, UFO. Upo means near, down, under, up from under. Precious stone, opal. Now, this is talking about evil. In the book here, the Bible, is. this is Jesus speaking. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Upon evil, let's translate. Upon evil I build my church. Now, hold on, hold on. Why are we doing this? Let's have some fun. Let's look up the word church. Church, church, church. K-E-U, Roman numeral two. That's the root of the word church. All 
rise, bend, curve, hence swollen or hollow. Now, hollow is the same as hallow. Hallow is the same as hell. Hell is the same as whole, holy. Whole, holy, hallow, hello, hell, all the same. Now, just think about different cavities on your body. These are all considered places of hell, but they're holy too. Let's deal with one in particular. Your skull is a hollowed out place. It's hollowed out so that your brain can fit in. So the church is talking about your mind or in the physical sense, your brain. So let's go back and translate. I also say to you that you are Peter or Patah. The Patah again means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my mind, and the gates of hell will not overpower it. Verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Now, what hit me when my mother texted me and said that my aunt Helen had died I said, oh, shit, the gates of hell have opened up. The gates of hell opened up. And I'm not saying that on some Ted Bundy shit. I'm saying that it's something to be jubilant about, something to be excited about. You have to stretch your mind and understand what hell really means. You have to understand the game that was played with language by the Roman Catholic Church. I say this all the time. They invented the word propaganda. And propaganda means to create a situation where and it goes propaganda goes along with the word con- with connotative linguistics. You take a word and change it around to mean what you want it to mean. It's a political tool. So they even invented the word propaganda. And then they use the word propaganda to create situations, i.e., they say, oh, these women are evil. Let's, excuse me, burn their ass on the stake, these witches. Witches means wise women. Burn them on the stake. Oh, because they're evil. Well, damn it, what does evil mean? Evil means your soul or you having the ability to think and pull from within you. That is evil according to the Roman Catholic Church. That's how we get to where we are today. So when I tell you that the gates of hell have opened up and celebrate, I'm telling you some real shit. You got to stretch your mind. To see what I'm really saying My Aunt Helen just died Now this shit gonna get deeper You just stay with me We're gonna go deep tonight Okay Second thing I want I want to go to Scripture Let's go to Isaiah Chapter 14 These are all very familiar scriptures I'm sure you If you listen 
to the broadcast, you've heard me deal with these. You're going to hear me deal with them again tonight. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 14 and 15. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Nevertheless, you will be – no, hold on. Let me back up so you don't get get this out of context. Let's start at chapter 13. What What is saying oh, – verse 13. What this is saying, this is supposed to be an account of Lucifer, and the way it is contextualized is trying to say, oh, he was boasting about how he was going to go above God. That's the way your preacher or your Bible study leader would teach it, all right? It starts in verse 13. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven and will raise my throne above the stars of God and will sit on the mount of assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to Sheol, to the recesses of the pit. Okay, let's stop right there. Sheol, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the masters already break this down. I'm just repeating. Sheol is shell. You get your strong concordance, and you can see the correspondence between Sheol, shell, and hell. All right? Listen to the words. This is phonetics. If they sound alike, they are alike. They are the same. They're synonymous. Shell, shell, hell, sail, jail, gale. All talking about some, some form of enclosure. All right? What this story is talking about is your soul being thrust down into a a pit called a body. Now, to get a deeper understanding, you can go and look at the Superman story. Superman's name is Kal-El. Well, Kal-El in Hebrew means curse. It's spelled different. His name is spelled K-A-L-E-L. Well, the word for curse in Hebrew is kalel, but it's Q-U, but you know the Q-U is pronounced K, Q-U-A-L-E-L, kalel. Once again, the connotative linguistics makes us think that a curse is bad. That's how the whole curse of ham thing gets started. Do you know what curse means? Curse means run through. So your blood is a curse, yes, because it runs through you. Your melanin is a curse, yes, because it runs through you. But curse does not mean it's bad. Are your pipes a curse? Don't they bring water to you in your house? But they run through your house. But if you don't have them pipes, you don't get no water. See how people can play games with you with language when you don't un- when you don't take the time to understand and do a even a minute probing into language. People can run game on you. I'm glad to be cursed with the things I'm cursed with. 
because that's what makes me divine. The things, the substance running through my blood, the cosmic shit that's in my DNA that they try to call junk DNA, dark matter, God particle, all that shit, they try to give these different names. It's in my DNA. It's in my blood. I am thankful for that. That's the curse. I have Superman running through my veins, and you do too. But if I know that I'm inferior, then I need to convince you that what is in you is subpar and it is evil. I even need to change the whole idea of what evil means. Now I make you feel like something that you should be jubilant and uh, rejoicing about, you should be melancholy about now. You should be sad about this. That's called gain. So that story, you got to change your mindset when you're reading these. Stop. You can't read these stories literally. They are deep occult uh, stories with deep meaning, and the meaning is opposite of what it looks like when you first read it. That's the trick. So the shell is the body, all right? Okay, also it's the physical reality. Now, let me tell you something about just the, I need to give you something, some scholarship here that's to back up what I'm saying. I'm going back again. I'm referring to this book. It's the origins of English words. These people need to pay me. I've been promoting this book and recommending this book for, I know it's four years now. This is a must-have in your library. What I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the word shell, which I said, okay, and I'm going to look at the word school because I've, I've always said human existence is a school. It's a school for the soul. But I want you to understand how deep this runs. If shell is synonymous with hell and shell in Hebrew, if we can make a connection between the word shell and school, then we have had a huge eureka moment. All right? Well, here we go. Shell comes from the root sec, S-E-K, Roman numeral three. School, ladies and gentlemen, comes from the root S-E-K, Roman numeral three. If they come from the same root, that means they got the same mama. That means they mean the same thing. Well, let's go and look it up, though, and see what does it say. S-E-K-1. Sick. Cut. Sharp. Scalpel. Scalper. Hmm. Now, what can we make of that? Let me give you another clue. Let me give you another clue to help us out. We're going to go and look up the word sex. Because don't sick sound kind of like sex? Let's look up the word sex. Sex comes from the root S-E-K, Roman numeral one. Now, although they got different numerals, they still come from the same family. 
The SEC family, S-E-K. So let's look up what just S-E-K-1 says. It still says cut. So shell, sex, school deal with cutting. Now, now y'all stay with me now. Sex, we can definitely understand how sex can be associated with cutting. The penis is often associated with a sword. And the sword has to penetrate the vagina for sexual intercourse. That's the cutting. It cuts through. It splits the labia on the woman. But the splitting denotes what? That there's something for the sword to go into. If it cuts something, that means it's going into something. That cavity, that particular cavity is called the vagina. Remember, all your cavities, this is, we're going to read, read symbols here. Anytime you see a cave, anytime you see a hollowed out place, anytime you see a house, those things denote some, some enclosed place that's the same as hell, it's the same as the mind, it's the same as the womb. All those things are synonymous. So the penis cuts through the doorway of the vagina and goes into the hollowed place, which is hell. But the cutting is to do what? It is to bring about a new reality because the penis, when it ejaculates, that's the light. Out of the darkness comes the light, right? So the light goes into the darkness of the womb, which is the sperm, and it binds with the egg in the womb. That's called fertilization. Out of fertilization, we get something called gestation. Gestation is the development of a fetus. The fetus grows, and it feeds on the primal waters of the mother called the amniotic fluid. At the end of the term, the child emerges from hell, from the womb. So if that is how sex applies to the womb, and sex comes from the same family as the words shell and school, then that means that your that matter itself was cut, and what was put in the matter was your soul. Your soul is the light, just like the light comes from the penis in the form of sperm. Your soul is pushed down into matter, and it is buried into darkness. Matter is the dark place. It's hell. But you are developing while you inhale. See the correlation? You go to school to develop yourself, to learn, to grow, and then what? You emerge from Hell is the same as school Now you see how something different flips on in your brain when I say school You're like, oh, that's cool, school, school is okay School is all right with me Ain't nothing bad about school You learn, you become a productive citizen But if I say hell, you're like, oh, this nigga's crazy 
It's all a game of language. All right. I think I explained that enough. I said the gates of hell are open. Celebrate. Now, this is really going to sound crazy. We're going to go to Revelations, chapter 20, verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. All right. I talked about this months ago on the show I think I talked about it on the the purge of 2016, rise of the um, black Illuminati. I think I talked about it then. And what I said was, and you, if you've been following throughout the, you know, what we've discussed so far, if hell is no more than your physical body and the physical world we live in. And your soul is what was bound into the physical world, just like Superman came from another planet called Krypton, and he was thrust into Earth, all right? Then when you read this scripture, you got to take the spookism out of it and understand the devil is an anagram for lived. You turn the word devil around, it's lived. Lived because it existed somewhere else in a primal world, and then it came to this world and was bound. Now, when you look at the number of thousands, it says that Satan was bound for a thousand years. Don't read that as a thousand. You got to do what's called, with numerology, it's called true math. The zeros, just you add them. One plus zero plus zero plus zero equals one. One means what? Whole. Satan was bound until it became whole. Your soul is bound into the physical reality or the matrix until it becomes whole. The year that we are in is 2017. Two plus one is three. Three plus seven is ten. One plus zero is what? One. Whole. Y'all see where I'm going with this? That is what was made evil in the connotative sense, or let's use the word bad. The idea of people going inside of themselves to raise up God out of themselves is what, let me, okay, let me get something. Glad I'm going off the cuff. Let's see. Let's look. Where do I have this book at? Here you go. Who is this king of glory? Alvin Boyd Kuhn. I know I got this page marked. I know I got it marked. Just let me, bear with me. Ain't going to take me but a second. Um... I want you you got I gotta read this. Um 
It is incontestable. I don't know if this is the one, but this is a good one. It is incontestable that the exact amount of psychic energy that we spend in actualizing our reliance upon a historical savior is so much less available for our task of developing the inner deity. Now, let me hold on now. Let me back up. I want to make sure that this came through clear. Incontestable that the exact amount of psychic energy that we expend in actualizing our reliance upon a historical savior is so much less available for our task of developing the inner deity. While the outer savior is receiving our devolute, uh, oh, devotion, the inner Christ is permitted to lie unawakened. Now let me add this in. That inner Christ is what they call Satan. Bingo! There you go. Mankind is so constituted psychologically that by so much as it can lean upon extraneous help, extraneous just means something from outside yourself, it will not exert itself in its own behalf. The purpose of life in the flesh is to force souls who have come here from the Empyrean to exert themselves against pressure. How is a diamond form, y'all? By pressure. Stress and strain in order to develop their greater potential divinity. That's some heavy shit right there. That is some heavy, heavy shit. Oh, here's the one I was looking for, though. This, this is the one. I'm glad I found that, though, though. That was, this is the spirit. I was supposed to read that one. Hardly any event in the annals of mankind has wrought more serious consequences than that sudden and overwhelming change of character in early Christianity from a philosophical religion to one of devotion and feeling, so faithful for later times. That's some prophetic shit. Understand what he's saying. Christianity, as we see it today, is a terrible copy of ancient Christianity, which that's not what it was called. It was you had the concept of the Kadesh and the Kadesh. The Kadesh was for you to learn basic upright ways, and then the next phase is you go to the Kadesh where you learn the mysteries or the actual man know thyself. The concept of man know thyself which is what Christianity bases its doctrine on but tries to hide it, is what it has deemed as satanic. The whole concept of you going within yourself to illuminate yourself is considered evil, evil as in bad. So I want to get that foundation so you understand what I meant when I said my aunt passed, whose name is Helen. And I said, oh, shit, the gates of hell have opened up. Understand, you got to go back and listen to last week's show, the occult significance of Hurricane Harvey. You got to listen to what 
the brothers came in. Listen to what I laid down about the significance and the symbolism behind the storm. Then listen to what the brothers came in and added about the, uh, the other side of it as far as what we have caused to happen. We had this major eclipse that happened at the latter part of August. That was a gateway. All right? Now, if you are afraid that your torment of the earth is coming to an end, then that's going to be something of dread for you. But if you are the last who will now become the first, then this should be a time of jubilation. Characters who are controlled by these thought forms, which is the ego, want to do is keep you compressed down into this reality because this is the only thing that they can manage. That is the equivalent of Satan locked up for a thousand years in hell. But the doors are open now. Helen has transitioned. Now listen to this shit. My mama told me, now this is where, this is where we get into the symbolism. She transitioned at 2.30 exactly in the a.m. Now, if you know anything about melatonin, it is extremely high at that time of the morning. And as um, one of the sisters here says, Sister Perkless, she says that's the witching hour. That's some powerful shit. Now, you guys don't get spooked out by the word witch. Go and do your due diligence on that, too. She transitioned at 2.30 in the a.m., all right? Now, what is so significant about 2.30 is 2.30 is actually the number 23, and the number 23 is actually the number 5. Because 2 plus 3 is 5. The reason we always add numbers up to get to this, to a single digit is because there are only actually nine numbers. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Everything else is just a combination of those numbers. So when you're doing perfect math of numerology, when you have a series of numbers, you add them up to get down to what the single digit is, okay? So that's what we're using here. She left at 2.30. Now, I'm going um, to try to go fast on this because I want you to see how amazing the number five is. Now, last week I said when that portal opened, um, on the eclipse, I said that was a signal to us that the rising of Christ. Now, I'm not talking on a Christian concept of Christ is coming back. No, Christ is you. We're talking about the rising. Then the brother Krishna came 
and was talking about Cthulhu. So I've been thinking about Cthulhu. And it's funny, I, I bought two Cthulhu calendars in 2015 and never put them up. Never put them up. I still got them. Hell, even though they're outdated, I'm going I'm to plaster my wall with these Cthulhu bitches. But Cthulhu, which this brother is a, is more well-versed on, but Cthulhu comes out of the Pacific Ocean, bottom of the ocean. Now, I want you to think about it in the Bible. Cthulhu is the same as Christ. Where was Christ at when the storm broke out on the sea? He was sleeping in the belly of the ship. Where did Jonah find himself where he had to be rescued? In the belly of the fish. Now, what I'm going to show you tonight is how to start reading symbols of things going on in your life to figure out your path. All right? Let me, I'm, I'm going to give you some information about myself tonight. Um, but I'm going to hold off on that. We'll come back to that. I want to deal with this number five. I just got so much, you know, I want to deal with. Number five, what was the real magic behind Michael Jordan? Was it his ability to jump? Was it him hang, holding his tongue out? Was it his dunking? It was the number 23. When Michael Jordan won those first championships and his father was killed. That's why he had to come back with a different number. They had to kill Christ. Michael Jordan, his power came from the number 23. He was channeling his Christ energy through that number. How is 23, which is five, synonymous with Christ? I broke it down last week, just for those who may not have ever heard this. Christ goes to what? A cross. A cross is what? Four directions converging. North, south, east, and west all converge in the middle at one point. That one point is the fifth point or the fifth element. That is Christ. So that's the foundation why we always associate fire with Christ. Okay. So look at all these other different things where we find 23 and the number 5. You got 23 chromosomes from each parent. All right? You have the average resting or the average body temperature is 98.6. Do the math. 9 plus 8 is 17. 17 plus 6 is 23. 2 and 3 is 5. The temperature of boiling water is 212 degrees. 2 plus 1 is 3. 3 plus 2 is 5. We're going to give you something for even for those who, my generation, who grew up in the 80s watching Voltron. How many pieces came together to form Voltron? Blue lion, red lion, green lion, yellow lion, and what? The black lion. He was in the middle. He was the largest lion. Five pieces. Christ. Voltron is Christ. Okay. In Commission or Egyptian science or the pantheon of deities, the five epigominal deities. Now, the word epigominal means leftover. See? 
Go back to the devil. Devil means lived. Lived means you lived somewhere else before this. Leftover means you were already existing somewhere else before this. So five epigominal or leftover deities are Osiris, Neptes, Isis, Set, and Horus. All right? In Gnosticism, you have something called the five trees. Listen to this. We're going to go to the Gospel of Thomas. Read you this. You can use, if you pay attention, you're going to see these fives everywhere. Okay, Gospel of Thomas. Indeed, you have five trees in paradise, which do not move in summer or winter, and whose leaves do not fall. Whoever is acquainted with them will not taste death. Oh, shit. Okay, also in Gnosticism, we have what's called the five luminaries. Now, the five luminaries would be Gnosticism's equivalent of the five epigominal deities that come out of ancient Kemet, which I just named. Listen to this. Um, this is the story. This is the passage of wisdom's power into Adam. So when the mother wished to recover the power she had surrendered to the first ruler, she entreated the greatly merciful mother-father of the entirety, and by divine counsel, the mother-father sent five luminaries in place of the angels of the first ruler. And they counseled it, and in consequence, the mother's power was extracted from it. Now, that's a whole different story. The first ruler is talking about Aldabaoth. Aldabaoth means blind deity, which you got something else on that too. Um, let's find something else on five. Uh, we got chromosomes boiling. Okay, now remember I said the, the temperature of boiling water is two twelve. Now, two twelve would be the same as two thousand twelve too, because it's two thousand is. 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 2 is 5. Now, Christ, which is associated with the number 5, is also synonymous with the Hindu god Shiva. Shiva burns up. He's a destroyer god. He burns up the illusionary world with his the fire from his third eye. Let me tell y'all what happened with me in 2012. 2012... We had bought this old 1984 shuttle bus. Ain't that some shit? 1984. Let's do the math on that. 12. Oh, no, no, that's four. Okay, I thought that added up to five. Anyway, I did it. Three plus one. Yeah, that's four. Anyway, we bought this old bus and tried to fix it up. We had it hooked up. Had customized, embroidered upholstery on the inside. My business was uh, named Jim Works. I had GW embroidered in red and white on all of the, you know, on the uh, transmission hump, on the ceilings, on the seat. Had I mean, the shit was bad. I had the whole thing. We had it wrapped, you know, 
um, full wrap on it. Um, we had equipment. We bought some equipment and bolted it down. What I did was, well, what we did was we created a mobile gym in the bus. And the idea was we'd drive this huge bus and we basically would take the gym to you. Bought this old, old bus trying to save money because we didn't really have none. So it was just what we could afford. Instead of waiting to get something that we could really have, that was going to be better condition, me being impatient, so we're going to get this, you know, we'll fix it up. The thing had a problem with the fuel, um, what was it, the fuel pump. We went through, I know, at least five or six fuel pumps on this bus. So, and already you can start seeing the symbolism. When you think of fuel in a vehicle, oil or gas, that relates to the blood in your body. Now, what does blood do? It transports all the nutrients and the vital energy and force throughout your body. If you have a problem with your blood circulating, then your body is shut down. That's why in all these ancient texts you see this reference to blood. Okay? So we had a problem with the blood flow of the bus. Finally, it culminated in October of 2012. My wife was at work on a Sunday. And I decided I'm going to drive the bus out to pick her up from work because I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to Dallas. You know, it's going to be some good advertisement for me to drive the bus and people will see it on the highway. Because my whole idea was this is a rolling billboard. I get out to the damn hospital. And I pick her up. And I'll never forget. We're coming down Irving Boulevard just north of downtown Dallas. We get to the red light, and it sounded like, you know, when you light up a, uh, one of those big grills, and it goes, whew. I hear this sound, and under my feet, I see flames. So the gas had caught on fire underneath the frame of the, of the bus from this, whatever the problem was with this fuel pump. And me and my wife go sprinting off of the bus, and we watch $20,000-plus of work go up in flames. Now, we didn't have the right insurance because we didn't know you had to have special insurance for a bus like this. So the little insurance uh, reimbursement, wasn't even a fourth of what we had spent. So that basically we was fucked after that. But looking back in hindsight, that was a rise of Christ in me. See, now see, now this is what you got to understand. Sometimes your tragedies are beautiful. A gateway is not always about you going to go into this land of frolicking and an autumn mist and hopping around and blowing bubbles and shit. The whole path of raising up your Christ in you 
really comes down to torment at times. You have to ask yourself, if you want to be enlightened, do you really want this? Do you have the stomach for it? Are you prepared to suffer? Now, I'm happy that I didn't know back then what was coming because it, it would have been too much. Somebody would have told me, oh, man, this ain't even the beginning. I mean, this ain't even, or said, oh, this ain't even the tip of the iceberg. I might have lost my mind. Ignorance is bliss. But looking back, I understand that was a Christ ritual, the fire. I was being destroyed in that fire. Who we thought we were was being destroyed in that fire. Something new was being painfully birthed into reality through that fire in 2012. All right, so now let's fast forward to 2013. I'm heavy into my, heavy, heavy into my studies. And let me tell you about this dream I had. The dream was I'm at my mom and daddy's house, and there are five key elements to this dream. There's a blue dragon. There's a blue elephant. There's a huge oak tree. And this we had a huge oak tree at my mom and daddy's old house. There's a red pickup truck, and there's a white winged horse. I don't think the horse had wings, but it was white. Five components. First of all, let's understand the significance of my parents' house. We lived on a street called Tacoma Circle. Now, if you look up Tacoma, Tacoma is synonymous with the word Tahoma. Now, if you know anything about the Bible, you know that the two great beasts um, were killed in the sea monsters, basically, were Leviathan and uh, Tehom in the Old Testament. Tehom, Tacom, Tahoma, same thing. Because the word Tacoma means deals with water, that which brings water. Ain't that something? Now, the street was called Tacoma Circle. We lived on the circle. In water Our house number was 163 1 and 6 is 7 7 and 3 is 10 So we didn't know That we were living out a magical script All that shit that we went through And all them hard times On Tacoma Circle We were living out a script All right just want to give you that foundation. That's a whole nother conversation we can go on and on about. But it was at this house, I'm here when I'm having this dream. The blue dragon is fighting against uh, the blue elephant. Okay? There's this huge limb coming out from the oak tree 
and they are <laughs> sound crazy, but they got a belt, and they're fighting each other with this belt back and forth, like playing tug of war, uh, like a pulley on top of this this limb. Then up in the front yard, I see a red truck, the back of it. I see its tail lights, and then it takes off. And then behind it, there's a white horse who then takes off. Now, as I look back, I've been thinking about this dream for four years. I'm going to tell you, we're going to decode it here, and you can apply some of the things I say, just how you can, by studying symbols, you can go back and, and evaluate your dreams and kind of pull things out of understanding and meaning. The elephant is Ganesh. Now, what does Ganesh do? He's the opener of the way. Blue is the throat chakra. Blue is also denotes the god Thoth. Thoth is the same as Hermes. Hermes, which is the Greek version of, of Thoth or Tahuti, in Rome becomes Mercury. Mercury is what? God of communication. So there's a battle for communication. The dragon is the same as the doggone sea serpent, Cthulhu, or this, whenever you see a dragon, that's a monstrous primal energy that's talking about something coming out your soul. So what I was seeing was an internal battle that would be going on with me for the next four years or so to communicate properly the energy that's growing inside of me. It was also forecasting right now what I'm doing. I would be communicating. It wasn't specific, but I would be communicating about this internal battle. The pressure. The pressure that's being applied so that this Christ reality can come out. I'm communicating to you from life experience from studying, from experimenting, all these things are, are the reason I'm able to come before you and speak and teach. All right? Whenever you see a tree, you go and break down what is the word tree. Tree comes from the word deru, and deru means truth, steadfast, steady. So the common denominator between those three was, or those two that were fighting was the truth. You see what I'm saying? You have to apply pressure, and there must be a battle in order for the truth to be realized, because the truth is always steadfast. But the battle is so that the truth can be revealed. Only thing truth needs is revelation. It don't need no doctrine. It don't need no fixing. It don't need no conjoling. All it needs is revelation. And truth is the same as Satan because what this governing structure did called the Roman Catholic Church 
was make truth evil. Self-awareness, self-knowledge, evil. But the truth is steadfast, and it never goes anywhere. So the dream is telling me, regardless of the struggle you're having, seek truth. Regardless if people don't like you, seek truth. Regardless if people don't get it, seek truth. The red is your primal energy. I see a red truck. It's a pickup truck, but the bed is empty. If it's a pickup truck, why do you have analyzed everything? Why would it be a pickup truck? It could have been a damn Trans Am or something. Why a pickup truck? Because you look at the bed. The bed carries things, but the bed is empty. So that means your root chakra, root chakra, excuse me, is primal energy that comes in and it brings in the energy. And when it is done, that energy is taken up, taken out of it and cultivated. That's called alchemy, something primal, something that is degraded or whatever. You take it and refine it into something better. So if the truck bed is empty, that means that the energy is coming out of it and now it's being cultivated. I was being formed. I was going through an initiation. So then when I see the white horse, the white horse is your hippocampus in your brain. When Muhammad rides the white horse, it's talking about the hippocampus. And the hippocampus deals with your limbic system. Limbic system is your long-term memory. Long-term memory is the Akashic Records. The Akashic Records means shit. Shit is the most detailed file of anything on earth. Excrement, feces. If you go and shit in your toilet, that's the best way to look at and determine your health, internal health. If your shit is black, if your shit is red, that means you got maybe some internal bleeding. You got some damn ulcers. If your shit got big old long turds, that means you're not healthy. I know it sounds gross, but fuck it, we all do it. Shit tells you your history. So your limbic system, your long-term memory is equivalent to cosmic shit. Cosmic shit is the damn curse called melanin. That's what's running through your veins. Cosmic fucking shit. Cosmic flop. So when you see the white horse in the dream, it is saying that that cosmic shit is now being fertilized or it's becoming fertilizer. And when the horse takes off, that means the new vegetation is growing. It was telling me something was growing. I was pregnant. I was spiritually pregnant. You use both sides of your brain to do spiritual work. Okay? You have your left side, which is your logical side. 
that's what I use when I'm reading these books. I'm getting logical information, data. Then I use my right brain, and I creatively take the data, and I extract things that they ain't necessarily trying to say or they're trying to tell me. I go and read between the lines, and I fit them all together. So that's what I'm explaining to you. You decode these symbols. You study symbols, and you cross-reference to see how these different symbols lay out, and then you take your creative side of your brain, and you find the higher meanings of them. Then you go back and look at your dream, and you apply all of that. All right. So I've talked longer than I've planned. Look, the lines are open, 563 999-3738. If you're already on the line, press 1. You ain't got to give your name. And I ain't saying I'm no damn Miss Cleo. Let me put a disclaimer now. I ain't no psychic. I can't tell you what color drawers you wear. I can't tell you what size shoe you wear. But we can look at some, some symbols together, and let's have some fun. Let's, let's, let's decode this thing. All right, and this we got to be quick. You know we can't we can't go fifteen minutes on. So we'll see two one three. The lines. Yes, sir. Hello. Can you hear me? Peace, 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 brother. Peace. It's a pleasure. Okay, great. I just want to say it's a pleasure to be a part of the call. I got the email earlier, so I definitely wanted to jump on. Um, So hey, you you brought up a great point about balancing. Uh, the brain, you know, um, using the left and the right hemispheres. You didn't necessarily t- touch on balancing the brain, but you, talk, you talked about using the left and the right hemispheres of the brain. And I wanted you to kind of expound upon mm-hmm. that as how we look at those, those symbols and how we balance. You know, I, I know some symbols you can actually look at to balance out uh, the brain, and some symbols carry a frequency with them. I wanted to see if you can kind of expound upon that to see to sort of uh, talk about how you use those symbols in your meditation uh, to actually, um, you know, go within. And then you also talked about the dreams as well. Um, I, 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 hey, thank you so much. I started keeping a, a dream journal, and um, I was very mm-hmm. fascinated that when I started keeping this dream journal, um, I didn't read my thought. I didn't read what I, was, what I was waking up and writing down in my dream journal. I let it build for about a good three months. And when I did that, I went back. I went back and I looked at my first entry that I, I had written. And if it was not like deja vu or like nostalgia, it was like my dreams started to predict the things that was going to happen in my future and, and some of the things that had happened in my past. And I, 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 I couldn't wow. understand how, how that, that connectivity worked in actually understanding your dreams. So I wanted to see if you can kind of expound upon that, brother. And I'm going I'm to I'm I'm get off the line, and I'm going to just kick back and let somebody else give some flavor, man. But I, I appreciate everything y'all are doing, man, and keep bringing the knowledge, keep bringing the info. Uh, love you, man. Give thanks, man. No doubt. Give thanks, brother. I appreciate you. I'm going to see if I can remember everything. One, uh, <laughs> we're talking about engaging the left and uh, – right brain, um, what we're talking about is an approach. Your approach to your left brain is logic. 
So like I was saying, when you study, let me give you some references. Um, here go left brain stuff. I got a book here called Signs and Symbols Source Book. Let's see. I got, um, let's see, Dictionary of Mysticism, um, Psychic Sciences, Dictionary of Symbols, uh, Cracking the Symbol Code, uh, what's this right here? An Illustrated Encyclopedia of Traditional Symbols. Now, what I'm giving you is left brain stuff. I get various sources so I can cross-reference. Now, the purpose of me cross-referencing is so that I now have a base logically to go and allow my allow my right brain to roam free. Now, what the right brain does is it looks at all of the information and it finds the hidden things that's not exactly expounded on in the books. So it sees it sees the correlation between all of these things and then finds the greater mystery. Now I can't exactly articulate what that is. It's just something that happens. Um likening to when it says seek and ye shall find knocking the door be open. It's just a reward that you get for seeking, seeking knowledge. That a something on you cuts on that connects all the dots. Now, when you're talking about meditating on symbols, um, there's just it, 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 there's a, a million different ways to go about that because the symbol is not fixed. The symbol can communicate to you, maybe in a way that it doesn't necessarily communicate to me. Um, but we use our left brain approach to get the basic nuts and bolts of the symbol. But that symbol can keep on, uh, it's malleable. It keeps on changing and moving. That's, that, that, that was, that's what's so powerful about the language of symbology. That's why original script goes back to ancient Kemet, and ancient Kemet uses symbology or pictorial writing or what they call hieroglyphs. Because, like, as uh, Booker T. Coleman and Hiawatha um, 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 Kameen says, he says, a picture is worth a thousand words, but a symbol is worth a thousand pictures. That's how deep a symbol is. Now, final thing about the dream. Why is it that the dream can look back and look forward? And I'm going to have to lean on Brother Panic on this. He said this years ago. He said, your spirit has a bird's eye view. He said, imagine like a bird sitting up on a, a tree or something. The bird can see the street behind you and the street in front of you, whereas you can only see what's on the street that you're on. So we know that when you're asleep, you're leaving your body and you're traveling. So you are outside of the matrix, so therefore you're able to see behind you and you see in front of you. That's why one of the dreams I had, I saw myself in a past life, and after my daddy passed, me and my daddy were driving in a car, and we, we literally drove to 
two time zones converged at one time. We were in the car, and I saw it was like 19, early 1900s, and I saw a group of black people running to try to hop onto a train. But above, and they were like in the overalls and, the, you know, the think of early 20th century garb, you know, how they would dress overalls and uh, long sleeves and like, you know, work clothes. But above them, there were all of these highways that were, you know, like a, uh, like a mixed master highway pattern above them. So I was in 21st century and the 20th century all at one time, and my daddy took me on a car ride. And this was basically, he's, he's directing my spirit to show me, well, that was your past life. I know that I lived in the early 1900s was one of my lives. So that's a Reader's Digest version of my answer for that. But once again, brother, thank you for calling in. We're going to go to call uh, 817. I think I know who this is. Peace. Hello. Hello. Peace, peace. What's happening? Brother Jamal, it's Kai. How you doing? All is well. How are you? All right. Well, I'm I'm good. I'm going to be quick with my dream. Um, I must have been about, I don't know, 17 or 18 at the time maybe 16 or 17, and I started having this reoccurring dream um, that there was some, that I was supposed to be fulfilling some some destiny to save the world. And my mother had not um, told me this my entire life until the being showed up to collect me, and I was supposed to go up against this being and um, and I apparently came into the world with a box, and the box was supposed to have these weapons. And when I was completely terrified of the box, and I was terrified of looking in the box to use the weapons, and I just kept running from this being. And he would, it was, it was a, a male being that would come in the form of a dragon. It would come in the form of a white man. And I would run and run and run, and then one day I finally said, okay, I can't run from this anymore. Let me go to the box and get the, the weapons to fight fight this being. And what oh, I got shit. from the being was that he wasn't trying to harm me, but I was told that I was here to, I was, I was here to do this fight to, to make this change to save the world. And so when I went to open the box, the box was empty. And I asked my mother, well, what happened to the stuff in the box? And she said, there never has been anything in the box. Just when the time came and you opened the box, everything was supposed to happen. All I know is that when you were born, the box was given to me. So, like, apparently I wasn't. Her bio, like I wasn't, I, I, she knew that I was coming, but she was just like truly a vessel, and that was it. And she was gifted the box, like I came in a set, whatever. And so I tried to go up against this man, but I didn't have, he was in this form of a man this particular one of the times when I tried to go up against him. But I didn't have the weapons, and I didn't know what to do. 
and all I could just do was be there paralyzed in fear. And then as soon as I got to the point of, like, standing up to the man and, and showing, flexing my power, the dream stopped. Mm. I'll, let you, I'll let you take okay. that. Okay. And I'll take it offline so I can just listen to the next person come in. Okay, wow. Well, let me keep you open for a minute because I might have to. That was a lot. I might have to. Uh, you might have to refresh me on a couple. But one first thing I think about the box, I think about hell raises. Okay. And I know my I know my homie Gino has got to be chuckling about this because I'm sure he was already thinking this. And, and Krishna, I'm thinking hell raises. Okay, you 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 seen hell raises? I haven't well, not seen hell raises in a very long time. <laughs> You need to go and watch it. Okay. That movie okay. is for you. Okay, okay, so now we also think about the box, you know, the the the, the um the box is eight sides. let me see, one, two, three, four, six sides, that's the cube. Okay. That is also the um what do they call it? Um malice malfactum, the the, the apple. The Macintosh hmm. Apple. Okay. You go and watch the okay. series Salem on Netflix. Okay. When I hear you say you open a box and there's nothing there, let's think about what nothing is. Nothing is none. It's the, the Hebrew equivalent of nothing is none. In uh, Egypt or Kemet, is nut. And this is the primal waters or the, the nothingness, the zero. So when there's nothing there, it's not nothing as in our human minds. It's nothing as in it's so vast it has not been congealed into a name or category or anything. It's vast. So when you <laughs> open the bottle, you release hell. Uh-huh. All hell broke loose. Okay. Now, when you when you say a white man, why would it be a white man? I, I, everything I'm finding, I, I'm, I'm I'm taking back to to excrement shit. Now, oh shit, hold on, let me read this. Let me read this. Oh damn, I hope I can find this. This is the Black Arts by Richard Cavendish. Oh man, I hope I I got the page marked. But I gotta figure out which you gotta hear this. Um, damn. Uh, it talks about it's about alchemy, which is your thing. <laughs> Hold on, just. Bear with me, bear with me. Let me see. Take your time. Ethiopian. Ethiopian. Damn it. They wouldn't have it marked in there. I got the page marked. But I got to. Um, Point of view. Star Simon. 
identical. Okay. Um, I think I found it. Material line vessel, dead, featureless Mac, being regarded. Here we go, here we go. The parallel between the work of alchemy and the transformation of bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ in the mass was drawn by many alchemists. He's quoting he's quoting uh another word. He says, Then will appear appear in the bottom of the vessel the mighty Ethiopian, burned, calcined, bleached, altogether dead and lifeless. The Ethiopian is the black first matter. He asked to be buried, to be sprinkled with his own moisture and slowly calcined till he will sh- shall arise in glowing form from the fierce fire. Behold a wondrous restoration or renewal of the Ethiopian. Then it says, when the spirit and the first matter had been rejoined, a white, solid, crystallized from the watery material in the vessel. Now let's stop right there. When you take some... Like, have you ever seen, okay, you got dogs. If you let your dogs go outside and take a dump, and if you don't pick it up quick enough, what color does the, does the dog do? It turns white, especially if it's loaded with protein. It and turns white. Turns white. That's the alchemy. That is a stage. So the white man appears to show you a stage of your own alchemical transformation. That's why somebody was telling me I said When we talk about black And they use the argument Well black means bleach Well you don't understand Black ain't It ain't saying it It's talking about bleach As in blazing white light As in the order of Melchizedek The great work It's not talking about white people It's talking about white light The black gets burned down And then out of the nothing Comes the absolute out of the none or the nothing comes the light. You open the box and there was nothing there, which means it was like Set Typhon. He's the first deity because he's the he's limitless. He's the nothingness, and out of him uh-huh. or it comes the absolute reality. So I think it wow. was forecasting. You were forecasting to to the Kai that we are talking to right now, who's going up and lecturing the people about alchemy. Wow. That's what's up. I appreciate that. Beautiful. Because that reminds me. Thank you. That was. Well, thank you for calling in. Good talking to y'all. You're welcome. All right. Talk to you soon. All right, peace. All right, all right. Come on, somebody else. Let's 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 decode another one. Or at least take a crack at it. Press one.
you want to, you don't have to share your identity. All right. 754, got you opened up. Peace, brother Jamal. How you doing? Peace, peace. Good brother. How are you? All right. Yeah, I just wanted to share a dream uh, with you real quick. Maybe you can um, kind of give me some meaning with the symbols on there. Um, try to keep it quick. Okay. Um, uh, I once had this dream. Um, I've seen uh, myself... Uh, hovering or uh, levitating over this crowd and this crowd like the the people they seem very angry and frustrated um and i remember mm-hmm. in a dream like i seen like 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 they were throwing like stone at me okay um mm. and as this was going on i found myself trying to fly away from that chaotic scene that was going down like below me. And I seen myself falling in this, like a yard. Okay. Like this house, this yard. Mm-hmm. And as I fell down, I fell down on top of this coffin. And mm. I was able to see like the body in the coffin. And the body appeared to be a body of a woman. And I was able to mm. see, like, you know, the body seemed very, like, decayed. I could see, like, the the bones that was exposed and the flesh. But what was interesting was that is the casing of the coffin. On the casing mm-hmm. of the coffin, um, there was two symbols. Uh, the case was green, okay? Mm-hmm. On, okay, that's key. There was a... Uh, on the case of the coffin, like where the body, the the head of the person is at, it was a mm-hmm. like a step pyramid. Okay, now mm-hmm. below the pyramid, it was a symbol of a a, a snake. Now the head mm-hmm. of the snake was towards the the pyramid, and you know the tail was towards like the feet of the body. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I I don't know like what what do you what do you think that 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 vision means? Uh, what what what's the symbol? Okay, I would I would liken this to an Akashic record dream. You that was a that was a um, you basically time travel back to creation. That was that's a creation dream. You study any text. Um, remember I said earlier, I said evil comes from the word upo. Well, upo is also where you get Upanishads. And Upanishads is a story of death. Um, you go to the Gnosticism, you have um, the story of Sophia. Let's, part, let's, let's, let's put on our part break right there at Sophia. Sophia okay. is the original great mother in Gnosticism. Now, Sophia means wisdom. Now, wisdom wanted to know herself. Now, what the story is really saying is that the divine, or what we would say, if we want to say God, is 
perfection. Now, how does perfection improve itself? If you know everything and you're all perfect, how can you improve yourself? You must decay. You must fall. So this is also the same as Osiris going into the coffin. He has to fall into the underworld. You are looking and going back, looking at the creation of or the the the, the fall of a soul into a human reality. Now this angry crowd throwing stones, that's the matrix. And you are above the matrix. You're hovering. You're hovering above the matrix. That's a, that's a, a point of consciousness to be able to objectify yourself and see from outside the matrix and understand what it is. All right? Mm. So that is right, your right. soul being aware that it's greater and it has a desire to escape from its entrapment. All right? The fall then wow. is it going back and remembering that it fell down into a body, which is the coffin. That's the reason that the, there's a woman in the coffin because your soul is feminine. Mm. So your soul in, in mystical Judaism is called the Shekinah. The Shekinah would go on to become the Holy Spirit in Christianity. So they wanted to mask the feminine aspect of the Trinity and they replaced it with Holy Spirit. Well, that was a feminine. That's Isis. So that's the soul that gets trapped down. The coffin is the matrix. The green is what the gateway is of out because the green, of course, is your heart chakra and your heart chakra leads to the capstone of the pyramid which is your third eye. Wow. No one can come to the Father but by me. Now, understand, I said that last week. We Don't get trapped thinking that's talking about um, um, gender. That's not about gender. The Father is, is the companion of the Great Mother. The Most High has to be, and I'm not, you know, Most High as in the most, the divine first cause or the, or the grand computer the grand mind, to be complete, it has to have a masculine and a feminine. So the father, what is making its way back to the father is the mother. That's called the heroes gamos, the holy marriage. How does the, the mother get back to the father through the heart? That's why Jesus is shown with the heart exposed. It says, no one can get to the Father but through me. Not me as in this character, but me as in the heart. The heart is the way back to the Father. The snake is the route or is the mechanism that must be taken to get back. The snake is the road. It is the consciousness or it is the spine, if you want to use a mundane human term. Talking right. about the rising of consciousness. You know what I'm saying? You're looking, you're looking, what we'll see is that you have a, a basic motif being, being acted out in these dreams. And it's that we're talking about special people. 
And I ain't trying to just, you know, pump y'all, you know, uh, 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 gas you up. But to be on this call, listen to this, and have some interest in this, we're talking about a, a we're talking about a small piece of the population. So that mm-hmm. all these different, and I consider it all to be us to be scientists and priests. All of us will get these different symbols and signs to let us know of the world to come. And the world to come for us is also having the ability to reflect back on how and why we're even going through this great drama. We're going through this great drama because we wanted to know. That's the secret to everything. All of the crazy shit is because we just wanted to know. We, how do you know life? You experience death. And, and death is what we are in right now. We are in death. The coffin mm-hmm. is Physical reality, it is death. You have to experience death to experience life, which is the other side. So I hope I hope that, that wow. uh gave you some clarity. Yes, yes, it really did. Uh, definitely shine some light on that. Wow. No doubt. Thank, brother, thank I always you, brother, appreciate you listening in. No doubt. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, let me um just uh just remind y'all. Let me make sure I don't push no buttons on this phone. Cut this thing off. But um, I do this on my website. I have a, if you want to call in and, and actually do a full dream decoding, we do a 30-minute and 60-minute session. You can go on mastersofthecosmos.com, and we can really get down and really have some fun and give you some references and um, so forth of where you can look at. Um, some do some research on your own and see how to really study symbols and get a greater understanding of what they mean when you see them, um, when they show up in your dreams, and so forth. So anybody else before we get off of here? Go ahead and press one before we go. That's why I make a little closing announcements and remarks. Okay, we're going to take one more. One more. Let's see. I think I know this number. 301. Hello, good evening. Hi, I have a short Hi, I have a short dream to share. Had and I had this one quite okay. recent last week actually. Um I dreamed Okay. that I I went to go visit my mother-in-law and she's been she's bedridden, have been for quite a while. And while I was visiting her, she 
in a weak voice said to me, do not divorce my husband. And I was surprised when she said it. And um, But she had said this to me before when she was quite strong. But in her weak voice, she really strained to tell me this once again. And um, so I sat there visiting her. We chatted. And then I realized my two sister-in-laws were there. And so they showed themselves, and we chit-chatted because we were happy to see each other, conversating, as we always had, spent good time together. And then my two nephews showed up. They joined us, and we continued to talk real lovingly and happy to see each other. And then out of Mm -hmm. nowhere, my mother-in-law appeared, strong, vibrant, and and mobile, and she just, you know, she just appeared from amongst us in a strong body over again. And I woke up. Mm. Now, in 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 physical, in the physical world, is your mother-in-law still alive? Yes, she is. Oh, and is she? What condition is she in right now? Very weak. Okay, so the she's dream been, was depicting quite... her current. Yes. Okay. And she said, don't divorce. And she said, my husband. Yes, yeah, she was telling me, don't divorce my husband, which is her son. Mm. Okay. Well, I got to ask the next question. I... Do y'all have some like some issues? Um. Yes, we have maybe been. some. Hmm. Do you feel like? Do you feel? Um. <laughs> hey, buddy. Do you feel some reservation because? You don't want to disrupt the, the the relationship with your. You have a good relationship with your mother-in-law. Yes, I do. Okay. Cause see, I'm wondering if this is more of a subconscious fear you have coming through, and um, an internal battle that you're having that has. Is is unfolding in your dream, okay. whereas logic logically it's like, well, this is not the right thing to do. And what would, how would Mama so and so feel about that? I don't know if you have children, but how would the babies? How's it going to affect them? Um, the the reason that kind of hits home because I've kind of been in that situation. Um, now, one thing I've been really researching now, and I think everyone should, is desire. And you need to do a lot of in-depth studying on the god Eros. Eros is the same as Cupid in, in Roman mythology. Now, again, 
this figure has been westernized, and we think Cupid is about St. Valentine's and all that crap. No, Cupid is about the, the true essence of who you are. There's a story, beautiful story, three parts that comes out of the, the, the book, The Golden Ass, and it's the story of Psyche and Cupid. And when Psyche meets Cupid, which is desire, it says she fell in love with love because they're saying that he is actually love. Now, love has been westernized into this thing of, oh, let's hold hands and dance and frolic. But love is a, is a fire, and it burns. That's what desire really is. Now, we know that fire is also painful. So what you might be having is an internal struggle where the fire does not coincide with what you logically think you should do. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's 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 not really a struggle for me because I think we've really grown apart. Um, so I might you know, um it, it it's not a, it's not anything that I'm struggling with because we have grown apart, you know. I I'm I'm leaning to more towards more spiritual and he's still religious. So uh, mm-hmm. it's just that that's our battle. You and, and I shouldn't say battle because mm-hmm. that seems so extreme but but that's just the growing apart stage that we're at. Mhm. Yeah, you're at a crossroads. Yes. You know, and or or better yet, a fork in the road, and you have a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, you find that in a lot of mythological and even children's stories. You know, that fork in the road when that the characters in the forest mm-hmm. and they gotta. They're trying to find their way back home, and it's like, go this way or go that way. Oh, which one do yeah. I take? Um, yeah, and I'm, I, and and I, I'm, I just feel that I'm just ready to not get along for the sake of being, being, you know, I, I don't want to no longer get along so that I don't be alone. You know what I mean? I'm okay with being alone, right. and doing me, following my path. Right. Because that's what I feel I have to do, and that's just creating problems with us. Mhm. Do this. Do this. Develop a little mantra for your soul, and, and and sit and say, you know, tell me, tell me what you want. Okay. And um, one thing I used to do before I would go to sleep some nights is I would say, uh, show me. Or I would say, tell me what you want me to know. And sometimes I would sleep and I would be teaching a class in my sleep or someone would be teaching me or I would go places and see things. But there are ways that you can, you know how sometimes you know you got to get up early in the morning, you can go to sleep when you're really worried about not oversleeping and you'll wake up before your alarm clock? Yes. That's because you have you've been able to program your subconscious because there ain't no there ain't no conscious mind waking you up. That's your subconscious. 
So you're okay. using the same type of system. Tell yourself, your, your true self, to speak to you. And then don't be afraid of what the answer is. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, sister. And you be easy. All right, y'all. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up. Another beautiful exchange this evening. I thank everybody for listening in and calling in and sharing your dreams. Um, just a reminder, we got the class tomorrow. It starts at 6.30 Central Standard Time, Intro to Metaphysics, and we're going we're gonna to deal with all types of stuff. What is God? What is Satan? Um, what's your purpose? Who are you? What's eschatology? What is ontology? What is epistemology? Um, that we're going to get the foundation for what this stuff is all about so that when you go and look at all these videos and listen to all the different teachers and so forth, you'll have firm footing to work from. You can go to mastersofthecosmos.com and click classes and uh, get information on that. You can also become an adept member of the website. That means you have access to all other video lectures and discounts on other products and things. You can find my book there, The Lies Behind the Ties, The Keys to Higher Consciousness. Also, I want to send a shout-out to the good brother Blackwater, the Metamagician. Send a shout-out to brother Fahim L. Also want to remind you, too, to get over to DrAileenLBay.com and get um, the registration information for the Automal Equinox that's coming up September 21st, I think, or 22nd. One or the other is when it starts, but it's, a, it's on the Automal Equinox. Three-day event on their property, uh, on their land up in North Carolina. You can also find uh, information on getting your dreams decoded in an in-depth manner um, on the website, mastersofthecosmos.com. You can find my music, and you can hit me up. Also, go to my YouTube page, The Gnosis, subscribe. And um, if all hearts and minds are clear, we're going to get out of here and, you know, shit, I just got to thank y'all again. I think it was another, I think it was another awesome show. And um, we got cut off last week. Um, Brother Gino, you got to bear with me. We're going to come back. We're going to pick back up on that conversation. But when my mama sent me that text, I was hit. I was like, man, I got to go with this. Um, but. Just a reminder as we get out of here, stay down until you get up, and when you get up, stay down. This Brother Jamal, mastersofthecosmos.com, here live on First World Order Radio. Peace. And this is the way the collective life experiences. 
way in which education is put upon not just African people, but all people, its purpose is to control and to contain in a box. And if you ever step out that box, you will then see a world that is outside the box. As my pen inks, my mind speaks divine bloodlines, abstract concepts, metaphors, and simplistic sublimes. My delivery's okay, but my writing's another time. Zone of its own like honeycombs and armies inside. Of my mind, I think it right, it kick it, then go and hide. In the burrows and the jungles of Jamal's hidden eye. Caught you staring, maybe glaring, still I will not comply. With the status quo, it's freedom, bro, that I hold on high. Hip-hop, holy scripture writers always collide. With the masses, Uber glasses, blocking vision inside. If offer classes with the passes, mean that I'm verified. Conversely, would a failure guarantee that I'm vilified? Choose to reside, yes, I just write Jamal outside county lines. For the city limits, games and gimmicks, cluttering time. As fast as camera flashes, yes, I read the symbols and signs. The birds and the vines, the bees and trees, they all intertwine. I live outside the box when my system knocks. Something abstract, let my mind think before my eye blinks. Watch my dirty soul, don't let it sink. I stand naked in me. I live outside the box when my system knocks. Something abstract, let my mind think before my eye blinks. Watch my dirty soul. Don't let it sink, I stand naked with me. You sit with your hands on fit the mitt, you're on too long for the outfit. And you come with no permission to certify that you're legit. Face the perils of the pits and the fists of pessimists who suggest that you should quit. Get a job and shovel shit, buy some dope and try to pitch. You got the fever for the flavor, but the flavor leaves an itch. And until you scratch the bitch, as a slave you be its pig. Now take a step into this ditch that you dug, can you dig? We're adults, no longer kids, for mistakes, just consequence and hesitance. Cause since the lens that's been sold by foes and friends, love for teachers. Preachers kin, like pitching in the wind if you don't start over again and change your thinking. This lesson is about your perception. Your mind is the ultimate weapon. False reality is the ultimate deception. One, two, mic check it, we break it in a given second. I live outside the box when my system knocks. Something abstract, let my mind think before my eye blinks. Watch my dirty soul, don't let it sink. I stand naked as me. I live outside the box when my system knocks. Something abstract, let my mind think before my eye blinks. Watch my dirty soul, don't let it sink. I stand naked as me. Three in the midst of this reality, refuse to be a casualty. So casually, my mind patrols the galaxy where atoms be colliding with themselves and splitting constantly. Explosion and destruction is the birth of creativity. I'm crazy, see, maybe what you think of me Well, I agree, it takes a little lunacy To see outside the fantasy Imagine we remove the canopies, caps and coverings Exposing the true piano keys And play these melodies The people would be pissing levy penalties On enemies and government officials Would be running for the hills And plead the tyranny that you inflict With clip car reciprocity You follow me, hands up in the air And raise them hurriedly, ferociously Emotions be the captain's soul So let them sink a herd, no blur Vision 2020 peep, planet surfing Mega hurt and free you feeling me, you feeling me, you feeling me, you feeling me. <laughs>